Good morning. It's time for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazel. I'm Dick Olson. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Dick. And uh, we welcome in a guest uh, with us uh, this morning. We got Mike Dyer, head coach huh? of the Nielsville Boys basketball team with us today. Good morning. Morning, yeah. Mike. Glad to have you along with us. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. having me. Congratulations on a nice start Tuesday night. And, Thank uh, you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Nielsville, in case you missed it, uh, beat Ole Withy. First game out on Tuesday night. Tell us a little bit about that game, uh, what you saw from a coaching standpoint. Yeah, uh, going into Owen Withy is always tough. We know it's going to be a physical game. Um, and especially, you know, if you get if you get referees that uh, let them play, uh, they'll play. So, uh, and that that's kind of what happened. And we, But we knew that going in. We, we talked to the kids about that. They know um, most of the kids have been there before and, and uh, played them. And, you know, Owen Withy the last couple of years uh, – is huge. They're big. Oh, they have man. size, and, and uh, they didn't really lose any size no. last year. So now they're all a year older, yeah. uh, and uh, and maturing and, and getting those grown man muscles. Yeah. And uh, so it, we knew we were in for a for a war there with them, and we always are. They they play hard. They never quit. Um, and we had some guys come in with a lot of inexperience. So yeah. there were some question marks uh, for sure. Um, and then on Monday at practice, Mason Renz tweaked his ankle um, and ended up going to the doctor, and he wasn't sure if he was going to play, uh, which is why you saw Michael Byrne get the start. Um, usually Mason will be in that spot, but Michael Byrne's one of those guys that's ready for anything, um, and he's a utility guy. But that was a question, too, because talk about the one game in our conference that yeah. you probably need Mason. Yeah. Uh, that would be yeah. it. So when yeah, he was – Amacher, Geldernick, and uh, Clavin, and uh, whoever else. And those guys are also long. Man. Yeah, goodness. Yeah, they. That's that's you know probably the probably the one team in the conference at least. Um, that can that couldn't match up with Mason one on one. Yeah, a lot of other teams are going to have to show a lot of help, and just yeah. his just his gravity that he's mm -hmm. going to have down there is going to open up a lot of things. But yeah. Owen Withy can they they manned up on him well. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I was really impressed with what they did was they scored a ton of points over our post players, which. In, yeah. the, in the last few years, that has not happened yeah. a lot. And they were able to post our guys up and make some nice hooks yeah. and fadeaways right said, over our length. It seemed like Amaker was just all night in, right inside the paint, and he was yeah. money all night. In there, yeah, so. and, you know, going back to going back to when we had Joe Ketcher and, and uh, um, you know, Santana last year and this year and then Mason – we don't we don't really double the post yeah. because those guys are so good at defending mm -hmm. it, and so we didn't really work on doubling posts mm -hmm. ever. And we th we think you know if you can if you can shoot some shots over Mason and Santana's outreached hands, that's a pretty tough shot. And those yeah. guys buried some of you those last you. night. And and yeah. I just think those are shots that we as a team need to live with, yeah. um, and and you know make them make tough shots. Yeah. And you know one of our philosophies defensively is always make them shoot over two high hands. And I thought we did a pretty good job pretty of that. Job, and yeah. and they just made some tough shots, which yeah. impressed. And, and kudos yeah. to them for doing that. They got it inside. Uh, they didn't settle, and, and those guys work hard. So, uh, yeah, I, overall, I was impressed with the kids' effort. Um, I think that's going to be a, a thing you see this year is, is we have kids that are, are going to go as hard as they can, and they may make some mistakes, and, and it may be ugly, but we're going to try to win ugly. Yeah, so. that was one of my thoughts, too, last night, Mike. I said, you know, things were a little slow in the first part of the first half, and I thought Tater Lowry came off the bench, and with his hustle and – Flying around, I thought he kind of really lit a little light fly, uh, fire under everybody else last night. So. For sure, for sure. Yeah. And and Tater was a guy, you know, coming into the season. Tater didn't get 
hardly any varsity minutes last right. year as a junior. And, you know, he's such a good runner that that's what he spends his time in the offseason yeah. doing is he runs. Yeah. Um, and so basketball is kind of his third thing, and, and we're okay with that. We just like having him part of the team. But he really has found a niche this mm-hmm. year, uh, and you saw him take it to the rack one time and score yeah. a layup. That was an added <laughs> yeah. benefit. I think we were all surprised yeah. about that. I think yeah. he was a little surprised. Oh, yeah, and I, I think he went over um, Gelderneck, too. He did. You know? He got up. He elevated. He's, he's just a premier athlete yeah. Yeah. in general. Um, not not overly skilled as far as basketball, ball handling, shooting. Um, but, you know, he's one of those kids. We played Black River in a scrimmage earlier this year, and, and the Black River coach said after the scrimmage, he went in and told his team, that kid with the mullet, is exactly what I'm talking about, where you do not need a ton of skill to make a difference in a basketball game. And and, and he, he mentioned Tater, that Tater yeah, just yeah. gave people fits. Yeah. And I think uh, Tater at practice uh, had about 15 floor burns on him yeah. uh, from head to toe. I think he dove about – I think he played about 14 minutes and had 15 floor burns. So yeah. uh, that's going to be what he does, and he, and he is super excited yeah, about it. You know, and I said, too, you know, Larry and um, I talked about, you know, Weaver came, hit – a lot of points were for them early, but after Tater came in, he didn't hardly score till the second half again. So yeah, I, you know, one of those yeah. one of those things that that we're going to do this year is switch between defenses, and I was really happy with what we did last night. Uh, we we can switch between we start in a four defense, we call it, uh, which is really a, a, a spread out defense, which kind of takes away the reversal. Most teams against the zone want to reverse that mm-hmm. ball pretty quick, and that four takes that away, and they have to kind of figure out a new attack. And then when Tater comes in, uh, you you can see me. On film, you can see me on film. Uh, when we were shooting free throws, I turned around and said, "All right, let's ramp this baby up." And Tater takes his shirt off; he's ready to go. And that's what and that's what the plan is. You know, most of the time when when Mason can get back in the starting lineup, that's going to be our plan. Is is we'll play we'll play big slow ball right away in the beginning, and then we'll put put Burn and, and Tater in, and we're going to ramp it up for a little bit, and then and then we can slow it down. I think that's one of the benefits we have this year. We can play a lot of different Love ways. Different styles, so you know, so. we can get in a half court and take away the 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 pass passing lanes we can get in the full court and make them speed up and then we go back to our half court and mm-hmm. we really I think uh, get them we don't let them settle into one offense mm-hmm. uh, and I, th- I was proud of that last night uh, in doing that but yeah Tater Tater's gonna have a nice season and he is just a fun guy to have around you the bet. team and and he wants everyone to get going with him so that's fun uh, you had to be happy with uh, Alex Roman I mean the, t- the game was really close and then all of a sudden he went on fire with uh, four straight three-pointers and it kind of uh, Gave you guys a good lead, and you were able to hang on to it. Yeah, you know, Alex. Alex needed that, I think. Yeah. Um, last year, last year, Alex started the season as a starter for us, and he was kind of never really found his niche uh, into what we were doing. Um, you know, playing along Braden Trunkel and those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't know. I think he kind of wondered when he should shoot and when he shouldn't shoot, and when should you, when he should attack. And he just never really felt it fell into a comfortable role last year. Um, and you saw him get the opening steal layup to start the game last night um, and he'll he'll be getting out and running for us uh, you know last night we didn't be able we weren't able to get out and run as much because it was tough rebounding usually I think we'll be able to win some rebounding battles yeah. but Owen <laughs> you better yeah. send five guys to the glass yeah. against Owen yeah. um, so we weren't able to get our runouts as much and, and that's where Alex will score a lot too mm-hmm. but um, you know he had two in the first half only yeah. um, and then he, and then in the second half uh, I noticed uh, that Owen went to zone 
and obviously Andrew Brown has a lot of gravity pulled towards him, and when he gets the ball, he's got 10 eyes on him yeah. at all times. And so, yeah. and that was a new role for him. You know, yeah. with Braden last year, 10 eyes were on Braden, and right. Drew got to sneak yeah. around a little bit. Drew, now it's Drew all on was Drew. in the Alex Roman role last year. Yeah, right. right. So, so that was a new role for everybody last night. And so I pulled – there was a time when Drew was shooting free throws. I pulled uh, Bryce Erickson and Alex Roman away, and I said, guys, they're in a zone – and they got a guy kind of chasing Drew. It's almost a box and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for a little bit, they were in a box and one. And I said, remember last year when you two really struggled to help Braden and Drew in those triangles and twos, and you couldn't hit shots? And I said, listen, you're a year older. You're a starter now. You set your feet, and you bury as many freaking threes as you want to <laughs> bury. And Alex Roman lit up in his yeah. eyes, and he's like, okay, there's yeah. a green light. Yeah. And from then on, he just yeah. went ballistic. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think he needed that uh, to say – confidence yeah in in so many kids these days they don't know they don't know you know what do I have the green light today? And, and my kids should know that because I'm pretty open with them yeah. that if they're, you know, one of our rules, if, if you are balanced, open, and confident, you shoot that thing. Um, and uh, so Alex did a great job last night. I think that was good. He's feeling good now. And hopefully you can carry that through the, to yeah, the rest that, of the season. That, like you said, that's going to be a big thing to have a, an outside shooter, another outside shooter besides Drew. Yeah. You know, and I, oh, well, Braylon came off the bench and hit a three, too. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we're, we're playing around a lot of sophomores yeah, this yeah, year that yeah. we have to fill gaps with yeah, and yeah. they don't have a lot of experience they right. didn't play a lot of youth basketball in that grade no, and yeah. but they're all really good kids and good probably probably too. one of my great favorite grades to coach yeah. they they just they keep their mouth shut they work hard they listen to everything you say and so there's a lot of guys kind of fighting for that Braylon role that he yeah. has right now with yeah. with Ashton Schultz Max Kreitlow yeah. uh, Sam Hayes can come off the bench and yeah. give us good minutes as a big um, and so there's a lot of guys fighting for that and Braylon right now is the guy that has that spot because he can shoot it he really is confident shooting and, yeah. and he plays he plays hard up on top yeah, of our I, zone you know, so. I watched him a little bit in the JV game and he was very confident like when yep. he came in, I told Larry, I said, he lit a couple up in JV. Don't be afraid to pull one up here. And yeah, so, yeah, he, he, yeah. He's he's in there to shoot for sure. There's yeah. no doubt. And and he was a little down because he didn't get time in the second half. But we talked about you know when Alex is going like that, I yeah. can't pull him out. And he said, Oh, good point. Uh, <laughs> I think one thing that kids forget is if you go in, someone else has to come out. And uh, yeah. they, that's a that's a big thing to think about. And obviously, I want to play everybody, but right. you know you got to play the hot hand and and uh, go with what's working. So uh, I want I. I really like how Santana Subke's offensive game has improved too, Mike. It, you know, a couple of years ago we thought, you know, Santana's in the game to get the rebounds and and the bunny point. But he looks like he's going to be an offensive force for you this year. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think that comes out of necessity. Yeah, I think yeah. he knows that, mm-hmm. um, you know, with Braden and Alex King and all those guys yeah. he's played with before, he mm-hmm. could just kind of hide on weak side block and make yeah. plays like that, garbage points. Yeah. Um, but he knows. I mean, we went to a tournament this summer without Andrew Brown, and we struggled immensely. I mean, we yeah. struggled. And there was a time where Santana just said, you know, I'm I'm gonna take over, and they were we were playing. Uh, I think it was uh, Adam's friendship, uh, and they play a hard one-three-one zone. And Alex Roman and Bryce were really struggling up top. Santana took up top and played guard, and he was trying to he was trying to dribble through gaps and trying to. And he just kind of took over, and he from then on he was just like, okay, I need to, I know what I need to do. I think for a lot of years, a lot of people in the stands, a lot of people in the community, Santana could give us more, but. 
I think it had to come naturally for him. Yeah. I don't think it was something that you could force on him uh, yeah. because because he's another kid that confidence has to come naturally. And I think he's found it now as a senior. And, and we, he, yeah. he's a tutor in my classroom, which is a big benefit. I get to talk to him every day. Uh, and he knows how special he is. And, and I think more so than his offense – what he gives us on defense is incredible stuff that some people may not see, but his his vision on defense, his understanding of where teams are trying to go, and his length and ability to take those things away are are crucial to what we do. And he's a huge asset to what we try to accomplish. We got Gilman coming up on uh, Friday night, and I looked at the score against Loyal, and they only put up 22 points. Yeah, uh, obviously a team that might be down a little bit this year. Yeah, you know, we look forward to them. Uh, they had the they had the Hecker kid the last few right, years yeah, who Andrew was Hecker. super impressive as as an athlete. Um, yeah. He was he was fun to watch. He he was a kind of do it all guy, um, and they lost him. So they're gonna they're gonna kind of struggle finding the guy that can do everything like him, and and they're gonna need to find younger guys to fill that role. I think they have a JV team now, which they okay. haven't for a while. Yeah. So I'm hoping you know for their program, I'm hoping their numbers kind of go up, yeah. and I hope they I hope they can find some success and and because uh, they've been they've been down a few years yeah. and uh but i mean numbers are coming up last year they couldn't field the jv team so this year they are which is a good feat for them so Big plus uh marathon on monday uh marathon are they kind of like they have been or are they another team that's looking for replacements yeah they you know they have their best player back i think he's been their best player since he was about a freshman <laughs> i think it's a keller kid is his oh, last okay. name yeah. um and so he's a senior this year. Uh, seems like he's been there forever. One of those seven-year uh, seniors. I think he yeah. was. I think he was the little freshman when we when they when they destroyed us at Marathon in a oh, regional final a couple of years ago. He was a little freshman that came off and banged about five threes against us uh, that we didn't know. You know, he was a yeah, good shooter. We right. knew that, but he was on fire. Uh, and now he's a senior, so we're going to see him again. And and he's a heck of an athlete, just a great ball player. Uh, so they have him. And then, you know, Marathon's always big, strong, and yeah. well-coached, and, and they'll have guys to fill in around him. Uh, they took down Auburndale last night uh, or on Tuesday night. Um, uh, by about eight at Auburndale, which is a tough place to win at. Wow. And yeah. so uh, they'll be looking to be, I think Mark Miller uh, in Wiss Sports picked Marathon to win the, the Merrillwood South over there. Um, so whether that's true or false, but they're, you know, they're up there yeah. on the top of that conference, which yeah. is a, a top-level conference. Yeah, and the so. South is pretty tough over there normally. Yeah. You know, you start with Auburndale and, you know, Assumption is good athletes yeah. and a few others. Yeah. You well, know. you look at the, the Marathon coaching staff too, and I think they got somebody for every kid. They do have a lot of coaches. <laughs> they do. They have a lot of coaches, yeah. And we roll up with two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Cloverbell Conference, now, uh, you've had Owen with you to start. You had Gilman on Friday. Um, where do you see Nielsville fitting in? Uh, I know last year they were in second behind Columbus Catholic. Kind of see those two teams again? Yeah, I think, for the top? I, I think so. Uh, one of my goals as I took over Nielsville, um, one of my goals is – to never to never be under second place, uh, I always want to be playing in that championship Saturday yeah. on the crossover. Um, and so far, other than my first year, uh, we've done that. So uh, that's one of our goals, and and you know one of our one of our biggest issues, I guess, in Nielsville is when we lose when we lose kids, and how are you going to refill kids? And you know, in in 
just recently we've started getting some youth basketball going, but you know, youth youth boys in Nielsville has not been going very strong, no. and uh, it's hard to find parents that want to help and and get you know one of the things that's that's tough is to rally as you know, Larry, yeah. to control a bunch of fifth and sixth grade boys yeah. uh, and get them in a gym. I think it's a little easier to coach girls uh, as far as a youth because the the girls will listen to you and <laughs> and you know that's a generalization, but yeah. it is tough to coach a bunch of rambunctious fifth grade boys and I think that's intimidating for a lot of parents to yeah. do um, so we you know we got to get we got to get that going but yeah to refill a roster when you lose an Alex King Monty Diesler yeah. Joel Catcher Isaac true. Weirs Braden Trunkle I mean we're losing a lot of firepower yeah. in the last couple of years a lot of points and and one of our her. goals is to be you know no matter who we have on our roster we better be up in that in that top category yeah. based on how we play and, and the effort we put in so you think Columbus is going to be Oh yeah, Columbus. Columbus is you know they're they're a school um, that that uh, they're all obviously well coached. Joe does a great job yeah. over there. He's got a program running. His kids are now coming through. His kids a sophomore. His, his other kids an eighth grader. Um, so you know he's been working with those kids. You talk about youth basketball. Yeah. When your son's playing, you get to work with those guys a lot. So you know he's had this group now for many years. And and you know that what they lack in size, they make up for in in excellent skills and shooting and footwork and you know they they just have that advantage over there right now um so they're going to be that you know they can put in where where we struggle to find eight kids they can put in 12 kids that can all dribble pass and shoot uh, at a pretty high level and and we have kids that really struggle after our eighth to do those things and so that that's their benefit their depth and their ability to to have enough kids to do that um and they're well coached, but we we have to kind of try to find some advantages over them and 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 play right with them. Uh, our kids are our kids are have high expectations of themselves, which is good. They know that we expect big things out of them, and and uh, they're going to work hard to try to accomplish that. So yeah, I think uh, I think Colby's another team that'll be mm, up okay. there. Yeah. Um, didn't yeah. lose much. Um, got some size. Got and... some size, and and obviously due to their football team, yeah. crazy athleticism. I oh, mean, yeah. they're probably the most athletic yeah. bunch as far as athletic strength you know run jump shoot uh they have a lot of potential coming back yeah and they so. have a nice little point guard in strevler too yes they're yeah. they're a scary team in the conference yeah. that if they if they get hot and they put it together they're going to be tough for anyone a lot of athleticism yeah. there and of course yeah like you said it was from football and there's going to be a few of those guys out there yeah that's, a, that's another place it's always tough to play yeah it okay. is, yeah. Colby. No matter how good we are, we always seem to go to overtime in yeah. Colby. So <laughs> it's a, every time. So it, it's a, it's a I, tough I said, place you know, to play. I said, you know, all these gyms in the Clover Belt, they're all about the same. They're the, the they 60-style gym. And, yeah. I mean, you guys come out of the big field house, and yeah. sometimes it's hard. To, the yeah. backgrounds and stuff are a lot different than yeah, those and gyms. I, and I think that speaks to our home court advantage. Yeah. We play pretty well at home. And, yeah. and, and the kids last night, you know, in, in Owen, they talked about how – they felt like our spacing was bad. They felt like yeah. we were on top of each other. And a lot of that has to do with the gym. It yeah. feels like feels you can't like space small. out, yeah. even yeah. though the dimensions are the exact yeah. same. <laughs> it just feels like there's not a yeah. lot of room to operate. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. and I, you know, it closes in on you like yeah. that. And, yeah, and yeah, our the, kids have the, to get used to playing. The bleachers are right on top of the yeah. floor. And, yep. you know, and it's just yep. everything. So. Yep. All right. Well, we wish you good luck in the season. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, things looked uh, pretty promising there in that yeah. first game. I, I hope. I hope we keep building from there. Yeah. I know. Me and Dick were talking on the way up there last uh, on Tuesday night about and you know what how you're going to fill those gaps, but it looks like at least in the first game yeah, yeah. there the, the yeah. potential is there to fill them. Let's yeah. just yeah. yeah that's that's what I hope we keep going. You know, we talk our our statements this year. We talk about uh, our front of our shirts say raising warriors and uh, listening to a podcast. They were talking about how um, how tough. 
tough times create tough men and tough men create easy times and easy times create weak yeah. men. And so with that said, you need to raise warriors no matter what, what, uh, what situation you're in. And we've talked about that a lot this year yeah. in that the kids that are in school, that are in my team right now, there was a lot of tough guys that have built this program before yeah. them yeah. and they can't come in during the, during easy times when all yeah. they've known is winning. You know, all the all these guys known has yeah. we're in the top of the conference, yeah. we're winning regional finals. That has not been the case for Nielsville history. Yeah. And so that, times that, times you know, these guys just expect that. So we right. we have to show them that we you know, we had to kind of raise warriors. Uh, we talk about the the other quote of it's better to be a warrior in the garden than a gardener in the war. Um, and <laughs> okay. uh, you know, to to raise warriors to be to be ready for any any situation and, and uh, to do those things. And then the back of our shirts we have tougher together or yeah. toughen together. Uh, a TNT toughened together, and we talk about how you know it, in my life, uh, my strength comes from the people that are around me. I, I don't yeah. have any fear in life because I have really good people around me. And when you when you choose to do that alone, it's it, there's a scary world. But if you can do it with some good people and and you got warriors by your side, it's pretty easy to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy to be a tough guy. And so we talk about staying together. And and la- I think last night you saw it. I hope that people witnessed this. That in a big physical game, our kids weren't whining. No. I wasn't whining. No. Uh, we weren't. We weren't chewing at the refs, and a lot oh. of people do that. And I, what we've said this year is, we are toughing together, and our advantage is going to be an ugly rough game because yeah. I said if it gets ugly and rough we better get uglier and rougher yeah. and we got some strength when you talk yes. about Andrew Brown Mason Renz yeah. there better not be teams that can push us yeah. around if right. it gets to yeah. that so you know, if that's how teams want to play we'll play yeah and you talk about a niche for Berg right there it, Burn loves that yeah, yeah, yeah he loves yeah, that that's his yeah. game too so yeah so that that's kind yeah. of what I hope people see and uh, I'm excited for these guys to keep growing yeah. so a lot yeah, of they look, it looked like a nice uh Close-knit bunch, you yep. know, and, and that always makes things easier, too. So. Yeah, we talk about our bench being on fire, and I, I, I one of my biggest – prides of, of my, all my teams going back to Black River is we get we get our bench going and that and that means kids that don't get in yeah. are engaged in the game and they yeah. want their teammates to win uh, I've gotten I've gotten ripped on by opposing parents after the game does your bench really need to celebrate after every stinking thing yep they do <laughs> they do and uh, you know it, it just it just it kind of gives that feeling that we are together and that right. kind of intimidates other people yes. and it, it gets after if them and our kids are excited for each they're other. in the game too. yeah they're excited they, for they, they know what's going on. Yeah, you know, so, I, said, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Yeah, so, so. I, I really enjoy that. I like yeah. uh, I like getting run over by the guys celebrating, trying to get on the floor and yeah, hold said, them back a little bit, and they said, they get excited. After so Owen Withy called timeout, I think it was after Alex's third three pointer. I thought he, they were going to just mob him yep. on the court there. Yeah, and, and, but then at the end, like you said, yeah. watch Owen Withy now as they yeah. go to the bench yeah. as that's happening. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah, and that and it's that's an intimidation factor. That, that's yeah. so fun for me to see kids do that, you know, in a, in a world of that, in a world that socialization's kind of going away with with all the social media and stuff like that. It's fun for me to see kids in real life being so tight knit right. together. That's fun for me to see. You bet. All right, uh, moving on here on the show. If you want to stick around, you can, Mike. Sure. Yep. Um, where are they now? What do we got? Uh, okay, where are we heading off to today? Up to Stratford, Larry. We're going to talk about AJ Shanefuss. Uh, AJ was a uh, 2017 graduate of uh, Stratford High School. Uh, he played three years of football for the Tigers. Uh, his uh, sophomore year, the Tigers were nine and three. Uh, he had 14 carries, 74 yards, and a touchdown. <clears throat> As a junior, they were nine and two, lost to Durand in level two. 
Uh, he had 32 carries for 171 yards and three touchdowns. Four receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown, and then 10 tackles and an interception. And eight punt returns with 162 yards, which is a 20-yard average. As a senior, uh, AJ uh, Stratford was eight and three. Uh, AJ had 28 carries that year, 155 yards, three TDs, uh, three receptions for 26 yards, uh, 32 tackles with one fumble recovery, uh, 10 punt returns for 111 yards and one touchdown, and he was honorable mention all Merriwood as a defensive back. Uh, where AJ's big ex ex excelling was on the wrestling mat, and. As a freshman in 2015, A.J. was 46-2, and uh, Merriwood regional and sectional champion. He won the D3 106-pound title with a 7-2 decision over Austin Wolf of Boyceville. As a sophomore, um, he was 49-3, Merriwood regional uh, champion. Uh, he won the D3 120-pound state champion that year with a 6-2 decision over Riley Barr of uh, Fenimore. Stratford uh, was in the state uh, team finals that year and lost in the finals to Fenifor 27 to 26 that year. Um, as a junior, uh, AJ was 35 and five, Merwood regional and sectional champion, was D3 120 pound state champion with a four to three decision over Sawyer Sarbacher from Iowa Grant Highland. Stratford that year won the D3 team title that year, defeating Fenimore in the finals 49-13. As a senior, uh, A.J. Uh, was 45-5, Merwood and regional champion, lost the D3 126-pound champion to Jordan Bolt of uh, Fenimore, I believe, yes, in the ultimate tiebreaker and what an ultimate tiebreaker is it's about the fourth overtime in a wrestling match and it gets down to where the first person who scores wins oh, so wow. <laughs> so wow so yeah that's how he did not become a four-time state champion oh man <laughs> so that's too bad yeah but uh stratford again won uh the d3 state team title that year defeating fenimore uh 45 to 13 that year AJ's career record at Stratford was 175 wins, 15 losses, three state titles and one runner-up, and two state team titles and one runner-up. After high school, AJ went to the University of Wisconsin at Oshkosh as a wrestler. As a freshman, he was 24 and 11 with 15 pins. He led the team in pins that year. And, um, he had the Titans' second fastest pin that year with a 26-second pin of Lane Wells from Harper, Co Harper College. He finished second at the WIAC tournament that year, fifth at the NCAA D3 Regional, and was the Titans' freshman of the year. As a sophomore, he was 16-17 and 17 with eight pins and had a 39-second uh, uh, pin of Nick Caledon of Western New England University that year. Uh, there was no regional that year because that was when COVID hit. As a junior, they got a late start. He was 4-2 and two that year with two pins, and he was second at the WIAC tourney that year at 133 pounds, but again, no uh, NCAA tournaments that year for COVID. And so far this year, A.J. is 4-2 and two for the Titans. Uh, with one pin, he pinned Marcus Brown from UW-Eau Claire in 1 minute and 16 seconds recently. Uh, AJ also has a possible fifth year of eligibility coming due to COVID. So, 
and he is a senior majoring in information systems. So A.J. Shanefuss from Stratford. You know, you look at uh, his record in high school, and then you go to his record when he gets to college, <laughs> and it's just amazing as yeah. to how, how you excel. Yeah. And that happens in a lot of sports. I yeah. mean, where kids are at that level in high yep. school where they're just the cats yeah. meow, and then right. yeah. you go to college, any right. level of college, and it's yeah. like everybody's it, it, the same. Yeah, Pee-wee stayed up. It's, it's, yeah. it's going to be harder. So. Yeah, so. I mean, we see that with, even yeah. with basketball players. Yeah, yeah, that's what I tell kids, you know, kids thinking about going on to college to play. Alex King, Braden yeah. Trunkel was thinking about it. Uh, and, and, I, and I spent a lot of time uh, helping the Stout team when I was there at UW-Stout. Yeah. And the hardest thing for kids to do is go from being the all-star on their team to sit in a bench for two years in college. Yeah. And, and yeah. a lot of kids quit their freshman yeah. year because wow. they don't understand why they yeah. have to sit. Yeah. They've always been the best player, yeah. you know, from youth on up. Yeah. And yeah. now, well, there's better players out there. You and yeah. you got to earn your time. And, yeah. and a lot of kids don't, don't want to yeah. do that. So right. I think going into it, knowing that, that you're going to have yeah. to pay your dues here uh, is pretty important for kids yeah. moving on to college. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Speaking of wrestling, high school wrestlers yeah. get underway tonight. Tonight at the Fieldhouse, uh, NGL uh, wrestling Medford, which will be a, a nice match to start. Uh, these should be the two top teams in the regional coming up in February, so it'll be a, a good uh, start for the Warriors. And then uh, Saturday, they are traveling to Slinger for the Gunslinger Invitational. So, <laughs> And you said there's some, uh, some big... Uh, big schools in that one. Yeah, uh, Arrowhead is there, Nina, uh, Burlington. So pretty much all uh, D1 schools except for NGL. So it will be a pretty good measuring stick for them down there. And so. you, you mentioned uh, on the way up to Owen last night that uh, Coach Bryant's got them uh, wrestling in a lot of tournaments this yeah, year. Yeah, you know, they can go 14 events this year, uh, either duels or – so they have loaded up on tournaments. They are going – they are starting this weekend in Slinger. Next weekend, they are going to Oakland North. The weekend after, they are going to Osceola. And then between Christmas and New Year's, of course, the Northern Badger at River Falls. And then, uh, I believe, tournaments in Kadat, uh, Westby, and uh, Sparta after Christmas. So, wow. so a, lot of, a lot of Saturdays. So. Well, it'll so. be good for them coming in. Yeah. You know, when it comes to tournament. Yeah, these time. kids only got 11, 15 matches last year, so and they need yeah. it too. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like we said, wrestling isn't a sport where the regular season really counts when it comes to yeah. tournament time. It's yeah. just that you get a lot of matches yeah. to get you ready for right. it. But, yeah. you know, as far as getting into the tournament, everybody yeah. gets in. And, yeah. So, yeah. And, of course, Neil's uh, seven returning sectional qualifiers. Angie, I should say, seven returning sectional qualifiers this year. And, uh, uh, 11 or 12 starters back this year. So should be a, should be a good year. Form, yeah, you know, and a lot of juniors. Lots I was going to say a lot of underclassmen. Yeah, a lot of underclassmen. A couple of nice freshmen coming in. Hunter uh, opelt Sebesta coming in, who's been very decorated as a, as a youth wrestler, and I believe Gunnar Barth also. So okay. very good potential coming in. So Good, good. Uh, moving on to college basketball, I don't think you want to be number one in the no. NCAA because uh, <laughs> men's basketball, because the number one went down again. Did Duke, um, get, did, did Duke get a full day as number one? Or, yeah. <laughs> they weren't there very long. <laughs> long. Ohio State knocked them off of the yeah. Big Ten ACC yeah. Challenge. Yeah, so. um, now it's maybe a, probably Purdue at number one. Yeah, it could guess be. It, I would think so. Yeah, you know, if they get through this week. Unless they lose yeah, yeah. somewhere along the way. I don't line. know who they're playing in the challenge. but uh, well, They yeah. already beat their team on oh, Tuesday. So. Yeah, they might be sitting pretty good. So Yeah, so that's uh, one of those things. 
yeah. one of those years again where yeah. anybody can beat. It's going to be a rotating at the time. You know, everybody says, "Well, Gonzaga, UCLA." Well, that just it doesn't happen that no, way. It never not does anymore. No, it used to. Years yeah, ago, used to, used to have those. You know, in the sixties and the seventies, UCLA sat on the number one forever, and then you had Duke and North Carolina. They were up there forever. And yeah, when are you ever going to see a team like UCLA? How many titles did they win in a row? Oh God, it was a lot. It was a lot because they went from in a row. They went from Lou Alcindor, Jabbar, to Bill Walton yeah. to yeah, just yeah, kept going just, on and on yeah. and on. Yeah. I think it was like ten in a row or something. It was like a lot. That. Yeah. yeah. So all right, so that's college basketball. Uh, NFL football, the Packers get a long-awaited break. Big time. I mean, they needed that. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they can get a little bit healthier. Yeah. You know, so I, Some of those guys may not, you know, yeah, Alexa- not get healthier even with the break. Alexander, but. you don't know what his situation no, is. I haven't uh, heard anything more about Bakhtiari, him. Bakhtiari, it's hard to say because they said he had to go and have some cleanup surgery, yeah. so you don't know there. But uh, their offensive line just keeps amazing me, Larry and Mike. The, that next man up mentality is just really go working yeah. for them so yeah they get a week off and then they have the uh, the bears on a sunday night yeah, yeah. and then their game on uh, the 19th has been moved up flexed yep. to a 325 Five, start against yep. baltimore yep. it was uh, originally going to be a yeah. new start for and that. then they have a christmas day game at home against cleveland too so no. you know you, you know when i first seen the schedule i thought oh that christmas day game against cleveland that's going to be yeah uh, cleveland i'm is, not seeing it so much anymore yeah. as being a yeah, you know Baker Mayfield hasn't he, turned into the guy no, they wanted. Him to and be. Uh, their defense is—they have two wonderful defensive ends, you know, in Garrett and Clowney. But other than that, they seem to have trouble stopping people. But uh, yeah, Baker has not been a number one pick that he <laughs> that no, has really panned they, out. They so. did not live up to the hopes of the preseason. There, no, they, I think they no, they had a no. lot of buzz going yeah, on there. You know, and, and just hasn't you know, come to fruition. You know, you know the. Odell Beckham, you know, he got that thing and just just a lot of drama in Cleveland always seems like too. You know? Yeah. So yeah. 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 So they're not quite as good as uh, no. no what everybody thought they might be. Uh Major League Baseball, uh the money just keeps on a flowing there. We were talking <laughs> about that up to Owen. Uh the the amount of money that these guys are getting yeah. paid. Yeah, I said, you know, we talked about the Rangers with the middle infield. They also signed right hander John Gray from Colorado right. for four years for yeah. another fourteen million. So between those three guys, they're going to make over $70 million a year, you know, twice the payroll of the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. So. Baltimore <laughs> Orioles' entire team makes $37 million. Yeah. And Scherzer's making that a, more than that yeah. by himself. $43 million a year. So, wow. Well, it's Not just, sure what you do with that just, money. It's just, yeah. you know, it's just nuts. They're throwing all this written money, and, now they're gonna, and then there's going to be a lockout. Yeah. So I don't understand. Yeah, yeah I know, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I it, wasn't it wasn't it Latrell Sprewell when it got offered about a five million dollar contract yeah. and said I can't take that I got kids to feed yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it was back yeah. in the day he turned yeah, down five million because yeah. he has kids to feed yeah. <laughs> yeah. what's he feeding those yeah kids? right yeah you know, at one time Latrell was on the you know the top of the world in the NBA and then. Comments like that just sent him spiraling yeah. right down. And, yeah. You know, it's just nuts. I can't know? believe these teams pay these guys that yeah. much money. Yeah. So. But where do they get the money? You know, and it's not, you know, like, well, Dallas, I guess, is a big market, but it's not a New York or a Chicago, you know, not a deep pockets owner. But, right. Wow, yeah. Just, yeah. I don't know where they came up with yeah, all that I, money ew. all of a sudden. Oh, but, oh, oh. oh, well, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, anything else you got to add here today? Uh, a couple things. I just I went over the, the rosters for the Black or Falls co-op teams. Okay. <clears throat> and it's just really getting a lot of participation from this area up here. Yep. Um, on the boys' team, you have four boys from Nielsville, Ian Zosky, Mike Zosky, Chris Cortez, and Mark Jorgensen. 
And then from Grant, you've got Aiden Sternitsky, Caleb Shaso, and Wyatt Hanna. So good represent there. And in their season opener, Ian Zosky had a high hat trick. So Oh, well, good for him. And then on the girls' side, you've got six girls from Nilso, Maria Cortez, Clarissa and Bridget Canfield, Delaney Johnson, uh, Courtney and Sydney Magnus, Magnuson, and Jordan Berg from Granton. So a lot of representation from Nilso. You know, you go back to some of that youth hockey they had right, going there, right. and it kind of this is where it's showing now. So, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. Well, good for them. Yeah. Yeah, Black River Falls Co-op. They're doing actually pretty well. Both yeah, teams. their boys I think are two and one. I the girls I, the girls beat Medford. I see that. That was yeah. That right. was one of their first games. Yeah, Eleven right. to nothing. So, I think it was yeah, in that yeah, game. Yeah. One other thing, Larry uh, Lee Elder, the first Afro Afro American American ever to play in the Masters in 1975, passed away recently at age 87. So I did a real trailblazer. Yes. So, so, yes. So and uh, Tiger Woods. Said he's going to golf, but probably nowhere near as much as he used to. Yeah, I don't think we'll see uh, t- uh, Tiger in a PGA tournament anymore. I just I don't think he's got the body left. In no, him, so. that's an end of an era there. Yeah, yeah big time. Wow. He changed the game of golf. He yeah, made, he made golf cool. Yeah. Right, he made right. golf cool for everybody. Kids and... Everybody wanted to be Tiger. Yeah, and yeah. and you see guys like Tucker Johnson, yep. who's really and some others, and it's guys like Tiger that yep. got them into that yeah, game for sure. So, yep. You know, yep. so. So. Yeah, be a shame that he's not in there, but yeah. So yeah, so well, we've gotten used to it the last couple of years. Yeah, there, there's there's been plenty of guys that are stepping up to take their place. So yeah. so so yeah. yeah. All right, that'll do it for our show. Thanks again, Mike, for coming yeah, in. Thanks yeah. for having me. Good luck and, tomorrow uh, good night. Luck. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, good luck on the season. Yep. And uh, that'll do it for two guys on sports. I'm Larry Hazel. I'm Dick Olson. We'll talk to you next week.